Uh, this is Extra Star Wars, a channel podcast dedicated to keeping it realer than the volume. We're, co we're a collection of Star Wars fans from different perspectives on life. Sean, the bookworm who gathers intel from physical media. Mike, the cynic who will shatter your rose-colored glasses. And Damien, our resident Andy, who brings passion to the show through the love of toy collecting. With our powers combined, we can bring you a truly unique Star Wars opinion. Love it or hate it, we're here to stay, just like the sequel trilogy. Now let's calculate the jump to another galaxy, and we'll see you on the other side. I really love that introduction so much better. It slaps. It slaps. My for goodness. Sure. And shout out to backingtrack.gg who offers uh, backing track music for all sorts of different projects. And I've been using them for years. Backingtrack.gg started off really hard metal rock, went into synth wave made a chill wave little album and it's really cool especially if you head on over to extra lego where we do some time-lapse builds and we talk about the sets and we talk about facts and i put a little focus music in the background and we welcome everybody to the show thank you for accommodating the a little bit of a late start but the best part about being late is we got 23 hours until part five of ahsoka now you know what i'm excited for dame ask me what are you excited for, Sean? Well, apparently, because we live in the greater Philadelphia area, we get privileges. And those privileges, hopefully, fingers crossed that the wife lets me go, we're going to go see part five of Ahsoka at AMC 24 on the big screen. We're going to have to battle for seats a little bit. Damien and his crew are going to kind of hold off uh, the hordes here. And uh, we're, I'm going to try to my best to get there. If I don't get there, then Godspeed. You're going to be our correspondent in the field um although you're not allowed to have any kind of cell phone or anything like that i read every piece of rule uh part of the past is first come first serve they oversell the theater it's going to be sold out it's going to be incredible and uh hopefully i get to experience that i might be able to convince my wife everybody everybody send up <laughs> prayers send up prayers now we're uh, talking uh ahsoka part four now you may notice you may notice we only have two people here now. Mike got caught in a in a hyperspace ring. Um, he stowed away on a ship um, yesterday, and he went off somewhere. Uh, we're not really sure where he's at, but we know he's safe, uh, and we know he'll see us next week. So he can't make it with us tonight. That's okay, and he will be here eventually. Now, welcome to episode one twenty of the podcast video channel. I guess this is not. This is not 120 videos, but this is a decent amount of videos yeah. and at least uh, 120 podcast episodes. And this is Ahsoka Part 4, Fallen Jedi. What do you think about that title? Um, I liked it. It was very interesting. And it just, you know, that got my interest peaked to start mm. the episode. And then just this was a great episode. I really enjoyed 
everything in this. So I was really excited about it based just based off the title. It, I think it, it lived up to it. I love what you're saying there. And that brings us to our overall impressions. I really like how they've been structuring these episodes where, you know, you have your introduction and then obviously you go into the title screen and then it hits us with the uh, naming of the episode. I do appreciate the small details of Disney Plus not providing us the detail until much later in the day. So you just get like a part four and they've been doing that with Mando for a long time. But I think that's yeah. a really brilliant way of keeping it mysterious when it's absolutely available uh, to you. And I agree with you. The Fallen Jedi, I was like, hmm, interesting. And, you know, it's sort of, I was like, we're probably going to get Anakin. You know, it was very obvious about what they were talking about. Um, it was just a matter of when and how. That was going to be the two things that I sort of had the question about. But my overall impression of this episode is very simple. And uh, quite plainly, it is probably one of the best live action episodes out of all of the new Disney Plus catalog i don't think any episode of mando really holds a t to it when you're considering like traditional ish star wars where you mm -hmm. have your amazing lightsaber battles and stuff like that and we'll get into that with top moments but that's where i stand on this episode that it is probably one of the best live action uh, episodes on disney plus today damon throw it to you i agree i i think it was definitely one of the best uh it had everything in it it, it had your classic star wars action it had that little bit of humor um it had a lot of emotion and it was just a really well done episode um and i mean just overall like i you know i i know last week i said i wasn't too like thrilled or loved part three of ahsoka but i mean overall like this is shaping up to be a great show and possibly the best Disney plus star Wars show. Um, and this just further, you know, makes the case for it. It was just such a really good episode for sure. Totally, totally agree with you. Um, and welcome out to our chat here early in LG Ambrose is geeky Tina, Nicole. Thank you for being here. And the fifth viewer is me. Uh, I'm watching as we're doing because last week, apparently people were chatting and it was getting caught by the moderation, but StreamYard doesn't actually catch that. So now I've got to have two things up on my screen and I feel like who Yang. I don't have enough memory to process this and we're going to try our best. So I, I might be looking up at times just to kind of check to see what's going on. But a uh, lot of great moments in this episode and let's not waste any time. Let's talk about our top moments. I'm sure you would agree, and chatters, of course, put into the chat what your top moments of this episode were. I'm sure you would agree that every lightsaber duel in this episode was top-notch, non-fakery, wonderful suspense, wonderful lighting, uh, wonderful objects, and just everything about it, for me, uh, made a lot of sense, you know, coming from the... You, well, you should probably stay together, and then they immediately split up, and you're like, nothing good is going to come from this. Who yang? Yep made it so and that's just the way it is um but i mean i just love the imagery of shin and ahsoka lightsabers you know in that cross classic cross uh i loved ahsoka right before she cuts down scarecrow i'm sorry maroc uh she cuts down maroc and uh she's in that classic 
uh, lightsaber above pose, which I don't know if you noticed this early noticements, but that was very uh, like Anakin Skywalker. Right. So that was pretty cool to see that. And that's not just Anakin Skywalker, but it's also Count Dooku. It's also a jet. It's, you know, it's a lightsaber form. I don't get into the forms. If you know all the forms of lightsabers, you're in the wrong spot. You should be doing your own podcast because that is pretty cool information to know. But I just do not know all of it. Um, but I have all the lightsaber duels 100% as my top moments. What are some of your top moments, Dave? Um, so I, yeah, the, the those were definitely one of my tops. Um, just Balin in general in this episode mm. was so good. And I love that they didn't uh, just have him thrown out there right away. They had Maroc and they had Shin and it built up to Balin and him kind of manipulating Sabine and, and everything else. Um, and he was just so good. And it, it, like every week I keep saying it's, it's like such a shame. We're not going to get more yeah. of him. Um but he is just so good. Every second that he's on screen, he just he captures. Jalen is a daddy. <laughs> there we go. Mike's here. Yeah. Mike is here in spirit. <laughs> no, no one's ever here. really not here. No one's ever really got. You're absolutely right. I mean, I'm hanging. I don't know if I mean, I'm hanging on to Balin's words. Like everything that's written about him is so. I mean, Arthurian, you could say you could say um, legendary. That's kind of what I'm getting. Mm hmm. What happened to this dude? I love the line. You know, I'm going to go into this whole thing about lines, which we can talk about. But uh, like, why is he so cynical, but faithful, but not faithful? What is he faithful to? Like, there's so many philosophical questions I have about him. There's no way they don't backfill his story. Yeah. Um, you know, was he a youngling in the Jedi Temple? You know, uh, at the point, I don't think he's too, I think he's too old for that. I don't really know what his age is, but if we're thinking about, let's see, do it. 20 years post this would be 29 i mean he would be if he's 50 he does he look 50 i don't know he looks a little older than 50 yeah Reg regardless he's going to be between 20 and 35 you know during the height of the jedi order yep um to me based on his appearance the way i see it now so i'm wondering what his history is like and what what happened there and how that got yeah balin to totally great about balin for sure anything else um and just kind of piggybacking off of that, like it would be great to see they could always do a recast for a younger actor and maybe show that story at some point. That would That's be kind of cool because I just I really want to see the why, you know, why he abandoned the Jedi Order and and like why he's just so deeply invested in this cause. And mm -hmm. um, he does mention it from time to time, like, you know, why kind of why he's doing things, but. It's just so interesting to see. And, and I always find that fascinating in Star Wars. Like when one person turns, what like what's the motivation? And, you know, yeah. sometimes we get that answer. Sometimes we don't. But with him, he's just such a fascinating, fascinating character. Um, so, yeah, I, I really liked him. Um, I love uh, Hu Yang so much. I just love the fact that he's out there fixing the ship. And then all these intruders come. He's he's struggling. They, it, <laughs> The robots, him fighting the other droid reminded me of Rock'em Sock'em Robots. 100%. 100%. And, and um, I just love that his way of getting Ahsoka and Sabine's attention is to basically undo what he was just working on. Which so is like, which which Ahsoka picked up on. He doesn't do that. Like, he doesn't make mistakes. We right, know that. Right. So, I, I mean, like, that was smart. I really liked that a lot. And then he's just kind of like, all right, well, yeah, I'm going to be here for a while because of this. And then... um. 
he's just great. Like every every week, he always says something funny. He always has a, a funny moment. And this was cool to really see him in action. Yeah, you don't really see a lot of droid on droid battles. I couldn't think of any. Um, I, that's why I was like super shocked at. <laughs> You know, they were trading blows, like UFC fighting uh, between (laughs) droids, which was super curious. And just to piggyback off that, like right before that scene, you know, you can ominously looking from afar. There's no way who Yang sensors don't pick up on that's BS, but it's fine. Um, But then there's another shot of the (laughs) the droids hand and it balls it up in a fist like he's pissed off at the world. just balling up his fist like he's a human definitely that yeah that was that was fine it's it's like i robot and rock and yes. robots like it was Thank god i love it <laughs> no it was really it was really great and i just like like he covered up his his mouth to muffle like it was so human but it was so robotic <laughs> oh man no great great scene um on that you know uh i think i wanted to say something about balin what was it that I wanted to say, I do not remember. I, it's already gone, um, and that's fine. Um, I enjoyed the pacing of this episode. Yep. This is a crisp 35 to 36-minute episode that felt epically longer. Yes, it did. But then when you look at like the timestamps at the bottom, like like I paused at the Anakin. Like I, I recorded the end scene, as you can see in the intro, and like had to pause, and I was like, oh my god, is this 3612? And the episode's over, and I'm like, wow. And that doesn't even include the beginning and the recap. So it's not really 36. It's like 34. And man, what a cri- – and it just proves the haters wrong again, that you don't need a 49-minute episode to have a great episode. This was an appropriate amount of time. I don't think they needed to extend it, and they definitely can't shorten it, of course, because then you're just talking about a Groot short, and that's not what this show is all about. Uh, but yeah, what do you think about the pacing? Um, I like that a lot. And like you said, sometimes when we get those longer episodes, I think we always get the expectations like too high. Like our expectations are through the roof. And then we just get um, exposition and yeah. stuff that's kind of like, all right, well, like, yeah, we got technically we got more episode, but it wasn't really worth it. And I think this was nice because, like you said, it it didn't it felt longer. Yeah. And it just was really good. The build up to the first, you know, lightsaber fight, and then the build up to Balin, and then all the conflict there, and everything going on with Ahsoka, and the end, and the cliffhanger, and uh, like Hera, and, and all these. You had all these things right. that kind of crescendoed at the same time, and it was just really, really well done. And just kind of, um, I like when stuff leaves you with a little bit of hopelessness, just like mm. Empire Strikes Back. Like, you know, you have hope, but like the bad guys won today. We'll see what happens tomorrow. And that's really what the kind of vibe I got from this. And I really, really like that in addition to the pacing. What a super duper point you just made about, I mean, this is a mid, what we would consider a mid season finale, right? Yeah. In a way. Um, And sort of ending it like the Empire Strikes Back where you're like, yeah, they're all alive, but icky stuff has happened. And now Mm. we need to resolve this. So it's going to be super curious how they go about resolving the rest of the. Do we have a runtime on part five? Anybody in chat, can you put in the runtime? I'm not really sure what it is. What are we getting ourselves into uh, for <laughs> this? Um, and while you're doing that, I'm gonna, I want to talk about. I wrote down. Look at my, my. Uh, you can't see that because that's all blurred. <laughs> but anyways, blurred. But um, yeah, don't good. don't look at that again. There's it's porn. It's not porn. Um, but there, there's lines that I wrote down. 
that I thought were really interesting and pertinent. Um, this, you know, Ahsoka says, I fear we face a difficult uh, choice, which is, she was right. And it wasn't her choice. It was Sabine's choice. But also, I think it's going to be her choice in part five as she sort of, you know, sort of uh, has to deal with her demons, you know, and we'll get to the whole Anakin thing, I'm sure, a little later. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Looks like Chad is saying 50 minute runtime. So a solid 43 ish, yep. 43, 42 minute of 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 action, which is great. Um, Still a little doubt in Sabine as Ahsoka says, can I count on you? Mm hmm. Mm. You know, so like, well, how much confidence does she actually have uh, with Sabine? Interesting. Um, remember when we talked about stoicism and how everybody was like, oh, Ahsoka, she's like, oh, so like above everybody and like yeah. she's not using her feelings. Well, like she used a line in here that sort of confirmed that. She says, sometimes we have to do what's right regardless of how of our personal feelings. Right. And I think that is going to connect to an Anakin sort of thing mm -hmm. uh, in the next episode. Uh, Hu Yang, stay together. You always do. You always did better that way. Well, you didn't. And look what happened. Map gone, right? He warned them. Um, <laughs> when they're running through the forest, <laughs> the, the uh, closed captioning indicates that majestic music is playing. Yes, I noticed that. Majestic, <laughs> right? I love that. I love majestic music. Um, I thought this was interesting that Balin, again, he's, he's old. He's oldish. He said, if the calculations are wrong, that they will lose us to the depths of the void now, is he being like super hyperbolic, like hyperbolic of that? Or is that like a real Star Wars thing where if you go into hyperspace and attempt this jump and you don't make it, that you will just be lost in the depths of the void? I'm not sure how scientific that is, but it's it's a heck of a chance to take. That's a that's a big roll of the dice. I mean, we sort of established that his lines are very matter of fact, truth, experience, like that kind of stuff. It's very interesting. Um, Faith, I lost that a long time ago. Hmm, interesting. And then the ultimate zinger on Ahsoka. Is that why you walked away? Abandon him? Why is Balin gaslighting her right now? Are you kidding me? And I love, and again, it's just leading up to the fact that she's going to have to deal with all of this sooner rather than later. Yep. Uh, one of my favorite lines, and it has everything to do with like, it's like a Thanos energy. One must destroy in order to create. Very Thanos. Yep. How do you build a new Lego structure? If you have, if you can't take, you got to take it apart. Got to take it apart. That's what it is. Um, and then like, and then this is the last line I put down, but uh, it's when Balin is battling with Ahsoka and he's like, it didn't have to come to this, but you know, no other way. Like you don't, you could actually join me. We could actually do this, but you are so ingrained in this, like, Jedi need to do good that you're not seeing all the perspectives and you know no other way. That's how I interpreted those lines. And um, I thought that was I, I, the, the whole dialogue piece. I, I remember watching the first time and I was like, dialogue's great. Can't wait to look at it. Yep. Is there any specific lines out of that list that like sticks out to you? Well, I mean, that just it's almost like Balin just he, he knows Ahsoka in and out like he's mm. reading her like a book. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um that's that's just you know telltale sign of like a great villain you know they're a step ahead oh, and obviously that, we're going to get 10 steps ahead when we get to thrawn yeah. eventually but 
Uh, I just like the the coldness and how calculated he is, and he knows what to say to push specific buttons. Because um, like in in one of my like bottom moments, like some of the some of the dialogue between Ahsoka and Balin was kind of like cliche, um, but those moments and those specific yeah. lines are just like daggers and he knows no matter what it, you know, her face is showing right now that he's striking a nerve with her. And that's just like sign of a, a great manipulator. Yeah. Uh, is he the best villain to love right now in star Wars universe lore? Is he a villain? That's actually a better question. He's, he's got the shades of gray. Like I think maybe if we get more in depth of like his motives, his motivation and, and his why he might be, but I think yeah. also just because of the fact that, we know we're not going to have any more of him. I think people are kind of soaking it in and, and it, like absorbing it and drinking it in a little bit more um, and just enjoying the performance because it is a great performance. It's not, you know, I don't think people are like, Oh, Balin's great just because, you know, Ray Stevenson passed away. He's just, he's playing this character so well. Um, and it's a shame we won't get more, but I, I just think that he is a very captivating. Yeah. Villain. For Theoretical sure. question. Um, do they do you think okay, obviously they film a lot of scenes and not everything makes it. Um, right. do we think they recut some episodes to include more of him to highlight his Ooh. acting? Or do we think what we're seeing is what they originally intended? Because obviously they can change things on the fly uh, as they see fit, from what I know. Uh good old Anakin got a little makeover after a few hours of complaints from the people. Yeah, and his CGI on drop is not exactly the same CGI that is today, mm -hmm. um, which is super curious. So I guess my question would be: Was this the intended Balin, or was it? Is this do we get more Balin and Ray because of what happened? It's very interesting. Would be interesting. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of Balin on the cutting room floor, plenty yeah. of everyone on the cutting room floor. And they always do like the inside, you know, like the inside behind the scenes shows for a lot of their Disney Plus projects. It would be cool to see some of those scenes there. Um, but I do wonder if like maybe the latter half of some of these episodes, if, of course, like, you know, his fate is he survives, um, you know, maybe they do add more in there just to yeah. kind of pay a little bit of respects and tribute to him mm. because that would be pretty cool um so yeah that that's a pretty interesting point because they yeah. must have i mean gosh how many takes do they do just for yeah a 30 a second scene mm -hmm. it's, it's insane so i for mean sure. they could easily have <laughs> plenty of footage of him even just saying a line differently or or something yeah. that they could maybe throw in there i like i'll take all the Balin they'll give us so i'm all for it hopefully yeah. there is something like that but I don't know. Are they still editing? Could they theoretically be editing these with all the strike stuff going on? I don't know how that works. I don't know how it works. Um, I have no idea. Um, I think that I think. Well, yeah. What you're saying is, could they could they go back and re-edit right with the strike? Is that kind of right. what your your question is? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. Um, maybe maybe Davey's, uh, you know pulling up CapCut on his phone and he's doing some light editing uh, on there. Sorry, Paul, the, the noise, the uh, the doggy just like not settling down, just running back and forth in the basement. That's okay. <laughs> it's fun and it's entertaining. Um, let's get to the weirdness of the world between worlds, right? Because, I, you know, I, I remember it from Rebels, but I haven't watched Rebels in a long time. And 
I remember the scenes and like everybody was like, oh my god, it's time travel. They're going to be able to change everything. And I don't really think that's true. I don't think, and I think Dave Filoni closed that loop of time travel. I sort of, I was in um, Scarif's Scuttlebots uh, live the other day. Was it there? Yes, it was. And I sort of brought up the idea is like, what if the world world between worlds is what you need it to be at any time that you need it to be? a la the room of requirement of Harry Potter, where mm. you need to sort of learn a lesson or you need to reflect on something and your time, your story is not yet over, um, that you need to like go away for a bit. Like, I do believe that Ahsoka will be in the world between worlds mm, for at least an episode, uh, minimum, um, and a half, maybe. And I think she, I think, you know, we're going to get the way seeking down the line, but I, I just think the, it's so weird um, it's such a high level concept of when are they, I think it's more when ish are they, uh, not where, right. Um, it's, it's weird. It's mystical. Um, I like that it's unexplainable and I don't want it explained, right? I'm looking at water. Now we're in space. What happened? Great transition, by the way, got me. Okay. Yep. Really good transition. And then I had to be reminded that this also happened to her in Rebels, where a, te a temple fell on her, I guess, and she was going to die, and then she got pulled to the world between worlds, and Ezra pulled her out, or the, or the Owl of Morai pulled her out. Something happened, but it was mystical and unexplainable, and we accepted it. So I'm super curious about what is happening with the world between worlds. I don't have anything else to explain it by. It's it's really cool for me. What do you think? What do you think about the world between worlds? Yeah, and it almost kind of reminds me of like um the i think it's like the ancestral plane from black panther okay um you know where like t'challa goes there and he sees t'chaka he has he like talks to his dad gets gets that closure mm -hmm. um and that kind of reminded me of this especially when we see anakin um because i think you know as as you know i think ahsoka stands by her decision to walk away from him but i still think that there needs to be some sort of closure there so that's kind of how i took it like it's just yeah it's it's different for everybody, like you yeah. said, um, because, it, you know, not, with other characters in Black Panther, it was different for them. It was different for, you know, Killmonger. Um, so I think it's unique to the person that's in there and it serves its purpose based on that. So, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, like you said, I do think all of episode five or part five, she's probably going to just be in there. And I think we're going to have the. Where is she? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Where's yeah. where's everyone else? I like to we're discuss that going on. At, I like to discuss details time. about that and way seeking. I think we can get some wild theories going on about what we could potentially see um, on that. Um, did you have? Uh, I had lines. I had the duels and the pacing of the episode, and then world between world stuff just to talk about it. Did you yeah. have any other top moments you wanted to mention? Just just that end was was cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, we knew. Were you shocked by it? Come, I guess I was shocked by the the way they introduced him because mm. we knew we were getting him at some point. Yeah. Um, and I really thought like Ahsoka was, you know, going to climb back up or whatever and, and try and stop Balin. Um, but then we get that. And I don't think we saw like full on Jedi Anakin in any of the teasers. It was like Padawan Anakin with the shorter hair and stuff. Yeah, like I... I sort of like was like, oh, I suppose Hayden Christensen's going to be involved in this project when he did the entire promo. Right. Um, would it have been better if he never did the promo? I think this would have legitimately shocked me. 
and like would have chills would have ran down my spine if mm-hmm. I kind of wasn't pre-spoiled by it. Um, also, like, did they need to market Hayden Christensen's voice at all in that promo? I don't think so. I think they really, they they really poo-pooed um, that surprise for me. I was I was doing my live reaction show. And, um, you know, the chat kept hyping me up going like, oh, just wait, just wait to the end. That kind of stinks for me because now I'm expecting something like wild. Right. And I just wasn't really, not that I wasn't not impressed, but I wasn't affected by it. Like, that's exactly who would be there. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Uh, you know, like, what if it was somebody else that we weren't expecting? What if it, it would have been cool if it was like Kanan? You know, somebody we haven't seen in a while. Freddie Prince Jr. is on the screen. Like, what? Like, that would have been kind of wild. <laughs> that would have um, been crazy. But I would. I'm. I wasn't shocked at Anakin. I. You know, the de aging was fine. I'm not gonna like get all hyper about bad CGI. But like, you know, who cares? But that's me. Um, it just looks like they ran him through an AI generator. Yeah. yeah Make this guy look younger. Features. Very very soft features. You know. Um, so. But um, yeah, I think it's going to lead down to some interesting, interesting things uh, for sure. But yeah, what um, did you like the lines he said? Hey, Snips. I mean, that was just a little like, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. I mean, that was a great instead of like him, maybe just not saying anything. I thought that was cool. I, and obviously, like, you know, if, if you haven't watched Clone Wars, stuff like that, Rebels, like it's going to be yeah, lost on you. But means um, nothing. It means nothing, but for yeah. those who have, like that's yeah, just that's a, a huge neat little. There you it, go. Um, the line, the line he has, which is like, "I didn't expect to see you so soon." I was like, "Oh damn, she is dead!" Right? <laughs> like, right. oh wow. Um, and it sort of reminded me of like the very generic lines that Jack's father was saying to him at the end of Lost. If you ever watched that show, and he's just like, "Where is everybody?" And they're like, "They're here." Well, where? Here. With us. They were waiting. Like, what are you talking about? Like, is everybody dead? He's like, well, some before, some after, you know, like now. And it's like, you didn't say anything. You're not giving me any detail, right? So it's very like, whoa, like very um, uh, out there with, uh, you know, again, back back to the dialogue. Did Filoni write this? It sounds like he did. I don't know who wrote this, but um, again, back to like... This is the Star Wars at Star Wars, Star Wars. And uh, really, really, really interesting. Final thoughts? Uh, No, I agree. 100%. Well, as you know, you know, the episode, as good as it was, um, (laughs) I've got questions, which means we got to go to the drawing board. We do not care. All right. I watch this uh, episode pretty intently. You know, first, you know, first with the reaction, second with the the concentrated analytics, and then third through sort of like casual doing things on the side and going, hmm. And then I start having questions. Put my cynical glasses on. Um, Mike was able to USPS prioritize his cynicism to me tonight. <laughs> so I do have some questions that I hope you can answer uh, for us, Damien. And thank you to the chatters for all your wonderful input. Uh, we will have the Ask the Chatters coming up next. And I got a good one. I got a good one. So I hope you have your thinking caps on. We're going to make those brain. We're going to make that brain sweat tonight. Do you think not having Zeb in this episode was a letdown? 
I think just not having him. I mean, this is a longer series than the other ones we're used mm-hmm. to. Okay. So I is guess it? with that, I'm okay with it. But mm-hmm. I would lo- like I'd rather see him sooner than later. Because just what? the little cameo that we had from Mando like was great, but you know he needs to be in this world. He needs to be interacting with these guys a- ASAP. Don't you think? Well, he knows Carson. He's on that right a planet. Oh man, the, the name of it is eluding me. But I think it begins with an A. And uh, he knows Hera and Sabine's in trouble. Why wouldn't he be invited to the X-wing party? Yep. You think it's a size thing? Like, oh, we don't have any bigger transports. You can't fit? Possibly, of course. Um, but why not the ghost picking him up? He could have been in that Top Gun like he was uh, during uh, Rebels and things of that nature. So I, I just think not. Now, I get it I get from a financial standpoint. Anytime right. they have him on screen, it's going to cost him a ton of money. So they got to save him for a certain, certain, certain point, And I totally get it. I just think if you're going to have Carson... And I appreciate Carson being in there because he, uh, it still makes me fuzzy on the timeline. Like, okay, Carson's there. Right. Does Carson know about Navarro? Does Carson know about the Imperial Remnant and Gideon? If so, of course he would go with Thawne. If not, then what is he doing? Like, is, he, does, is this the moment where he gets suspended to the Outer Rim? You know, that's something that somebody said on Twitter hmm. is so is that so that would mean that we are in the before time, the before Mando time, or at least somewhere concurrently with that, because like what I don't really know, you know, uh, Mando's in the Razor Crest, right? The cops pull up next to him. They're talking, right? And then, you know, they, they sort of have we, we uh, put on your transponder. And then he sort of like jets away. But like that's early on in season one of Mando, right? So like what's going on? Carson super confused me. It made right. the timeline even fuzzier and I don't like it and that's fine. All right. I got a question about robots. I know you're an articulation guy. Yes. Okay. How the hell did Hu Yang get on the floor? How did he get on the floor? What type of servo motors and programming does it require him to get on the floor like a mechanic and also have his leg up like it's me working on the underside of a power wheel. What's how did he do that, Damien? It's just it's it's Hu Yang. What can't he do? That's, oh, that that's is what, true. That's all I can think of. <laughs> I, that's the first thing I thought of was how the hell did he get on the floor? <laughs> Hu Yang is minimum. 200 pounds. Yeah. 250. That's a lot of metal. That's a lot of aluminum. How did he get on the floor, Damien? How did he get up? Uh, how did he meticulously get under the chair? These are the questions I have. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, we talked about the de-aging. We're not going to talk yes. about that now. All right. <laughs> Sabine has the blaster up to the ball. I'll shoot it. Balin's like, no problem. I got you, bro. Let's talk about it. Later on, a lightsaber takes a good five seconds to destroy the map. What was Sabine's blaster bolt going to do? Probably ricochet and hit her in the face. That's what I'm saying. Like, this <laughs> clearly is created out of some sort of alloy that is resistant to lightsaber pulsating through the center for a good chunk of time. Not yep. like he, and it's not like he went like, and it exploded. It was like, 
Sabine. Yeah, it took a good minute. And do we think Balin knew about that? Probably not, but I get it. It's fine. It was an interesting thing. I mean, um, he could have he, he could have known the material it's made out of, and maybe he just thought, okay, like she can she can off herself here, and that just yeah. rids her or rids me of her, so I don't have to worry about it. Fair. Um, very Star Lord esque too, dude. With the I'm gonna do it, and no matter what, it, it like Balin just knew like you're not I like how do he, it. he goes into his like. No, you won't. Yep. I don't believe you for a second. Just total manipulation there. Like he, it just like Thanos knew. It doesn't matter. You're like you're, I know you're not going to do this. Yeah. You can, you can act like you're going to. You can put up a front. I, I'm seeing right through it. Yeah. So that was the bubbles. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I really enjoyed that part. Good. Sound. I like. I like him. And he goes away. Did you like the bubbles? It was good, right? I did. I did like the bubbles because I was like, oh, like that's yeah. crazy. That's all the questions I have. Again, there's not a lot of things I didn't like about this episode, but there were some glaring things that it did stick out. Did anything stick out like a sore thumb for you, sir? So are we talking about our bo- just our bottom stuff that we didn't like? Just now? the bottoms. We're in there. So I talked about the cliche um, dialogue between Balin and Ahsoka. And like mm-hmm. this line's been in so many, like it's just so many action movies, whatever. Like, oh, you know, he used to speak about you all the time. Oh, that's funny. He never mentioned you. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, come on now. Like, it, it, you hear it all the time. And it's like, I was very into that kind of almost took me out of the episode. a little oh, bit. No. I'm, just like, oh, no. I'm like, come on. Like, oh, he's, that's funny. Never heard. That. Like, I'm just like, how long has that line been in existence in Hollywood? And like, just, oh, just it kind of took me out of, of the episode a little bit when Ahsoka said it. And I'm just like. All right, like that's fine. Everything else was like that's just a minor nitpick. That's you know not getting two extra fries with my meal. At, like I thought she was gonna satisfied. say, "That's funny." I never heard of you. <laughs> now that that would have been an all time line. Like that's weird. Ne- I don't even know who you are. Right, and that would have been resonating with the entire audience because that would have been correct. Yeah, hundred you know, so. percent. No, yeah, that that's definitely a cliche sort of line. Um. That's a strike against Balin, but he's still like 98 to two. So like, yeah, it's good. You know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll allow right. we'll it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's our, that's our drawing board. Again, not a lot of, not a lot wrong with this episode. I mean, I think it's the first episode. I don't, I'm not going to say first. It's the first Ahsoka episode that has like a nine out of 10 or something like 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like it's just getting highly regarded. And of course you got haters out there that are like, well, it's nothing like the original trilogy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Go away. It's just enjoy it or don't like, That's I it. mean, just it's okay to have an opinion. Everyone can have an opinion, but I mean, yeah. just negativity for negativity's sake, just yeah. seems to just be like a magnetized to star Wars and just even Marvel, any big yeah. property. Like you just, you have people that yeah. love it. You have people right. that are, Oh, it's good. And people that just, no matter what, we'll just find something wrong. hundred percent. hundred percent. They're boring. They're boring people in my opinion. All right, that's our drawing board segment. Now we're going to lead us off with Ask the Chatters. I hope you're ready for the question, everybody. Everybody pay attention. Stop creating dates in chat. Don't you set up for other podcasts in my podcast, you creeps. Let's do this now. <laughs> All righty then. So the question that I have for you tonight do you agree or disagree with Sabine's decision to hand over the map and why? 
Okay, so think about it for a moment. Think about it for a moment. You don't need to, like, give me answers right now. Hey, put your hand down back there. I see you. You're not ready to answer. Do you agree or disagree with Sabine's decision to hand over the map? And as you're thinking about that, we'll handle our noticements. Noticements. I love it. <laughs> I almost recorded. I have recorded an overall impressions redub. Yes. And I haven't gotten to redubbing the redub of the redubs. And welcome out, everybody in chat land. Thank you for being here. Uh, make sure you comment your comments and comments and stuff. And we will read them off in just a minute. Uh, we've talked about some of the noticements that I've had. Uh, Carson helps place the timeline. Not exactly. I also wrote timeline is less fuzzy, but still is pre-puberty fuzz. <laughs> Very, it's accurate. A little peach fuzz. A little peach fuzz, you know, now. like it's not exactly clear and, you know, things are growing. Um, and uh, what's growing is my confusion of the timeline and I don't like it. Um, I have robot balling into a fist. All right. One of my favorite... Um, one of my favorite things is the is Shin, right? Shin's a great character. Yeah. Um, there's a point where Balin's like, they're about 12 clicks away or somebody like that. He, someone says that, and she's like, uh, Morgan goes, they will easily get through your robots. And he goes, that's okay. We're going to send these two. They'll slow them down. These are not exact lines. And and Shin sort of nods at him and then gives the most over-the-shoulder resting bitch face to Morgan I've ever seen in my life. And it's a blink and you miss it. And I didn't miss it because these are the things I look for. We talked about Morgan and Shin's uh, frenemies sort of situation last episode. And it continues this episode. Mm. And I love it. I love it. And you got to go see it. You got to go look back. Do your homework. And look back and see if you can see what I'm talking about. Major RBF vibey vibes. <sighs> how do you how are you liking the opening title music? It's changing, it's evolving a little bit. What do you think about this week's opening title music? Did you catch uh, a little bit of a change in vibe there? I did not, to be honest with you. Mm. I usually I will usually fast forward through it. Oh. <gasps> Once it's like skip recap, skip intro, and then like okay, no, like, dude, for the it's nine do. seconds. Are you kidding me? Like, what, the, what time are you saving? I'm just so used to um, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. like book of Boba that Fett. Is true. I, think I like the intro more than anything that came after it. Yeah, Mando. It's probably it's still Mando for Mando's sure. Um, book of Boba Mando's Fett is definitely top. a good two. Um, Andor was cool in terms of it build built upon itself as the episodes were going on so it thematically was great yeah um but no yeah i'm i just you know we're getting all these sort of different sounds and noises and it's all rhythmic and i really like it uh, when it comes to the opening music we talked about rock'em sock'em robots of course i wrote them down you said it earlier we're on the same page there um and then like let me know if you feel the same soka uh and balin they're battling ahsoka Grabs the very hot ball, burns her hand. Ouchies. She has the ouchies. And that's probably pretty hot. Doesn't have a heat sink, but it is what it is. 
And then she sees Shin, which means she assumes uh, uh, Sabine is dead. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that she got real angry and almost killed her against that rock? Yeah, there was that there was that quick like snap. And, um, you know, I think that that's good because like we've had kind of a more reserved Ahsoka. Yeah. So her really showing her feelings and maybe feeling like she possibly let Sabine down and led to her death. That's yeah. just, you know. That was wrong, right? And then when they eventually reconnect, like it's just going to, it's going to make that moment more impactful. So um, I did like that because Ahsoka, like, you know, we said she was a little flat during like the first two, but she was just very focused on what's going on. Um, But for her to have like almost that rageful moment was really, really good. Yeah. As uh, the good LG says, Sia was flung, was force flung like a rag doll. Absolutely. Um, something that I just thought about. Remember when Ahsoka was training Sabine and Sabine has the thing on by thing. If you're listening to this, I mean, the mask that you can't see out of training shield. I think that's blast shield or I like blast shield. That's oh, nice. I think that's what Luke called it. And uh, she's doing her little thing with the Boken saber. And she finally starts making clashes and clashes and starts doing her aggressive nature. And Ahsoka sort of trips her and she goes, anger and frustration can leave you unbalanced. Ahsoka pushes Shin with dark force powers, gets cut and falls. Because dark side can leave you unbalanced. She falls. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very Everything good. is sort of connecting back good to these dialogue lines, yep. which I really, really, really enjoy um and i do believe we're going to get some interesting interesting theories in the way seeking portion which we're getting close to but dame i'm sure you noticed some things anything that i didn't mention that you saw that you want to mention so um the just things i noticed like dialogue wise in this probably isn't even intentional but just ahsoka yelling out like destroy it um was very much a reminder for me of like lord of the rings mm. he's like a sildor destroy it and there's that that hesitation and it doesn't end up happening um and that's probably not intentional whatsoever but i just like went to that as a, i feel that lord of the rings fan um well, it's like uh, just like, like destroying the infinity stones yeah like when scarlet witch has to physically kill vision you know and like has to make that tough choice yep and then had to relive it all over again that's a shame that was savage. It was horrible. <laughs> um, then we also did get a, I, you know, I got a bad feeling um, from Jason. Obviously, like that's just a that was cool. Theme in Star yeah, Wars. it's it's a little little alternate way of saying that, but I'm down to clown, you know. But that's I also great. thought, like, you know, it, obviously that's you know not just to throw that line in there, but also to kind of, I guess, hint at him being force sensitive. Hundred um, percent agreed. So I thought that was cool. Like he got like a cold sensation. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise mm. I was like, why are you bringing your kid on this dangerous mission? Terrible idea, mom. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, we're rebels. Like, it's fine. We'll figure it out. How I'm do like, you feel about Hera using her privilege as a general to do whatever she wants? I I mean, it, it's it's I guess she was doing it with the right intention. Han Solo did it. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's going to happen. Like, you know, if you have somebody that has a little bit of pull, a little bit of we- leeway, and they have their own agenda, they have something yeah. they want to do, they're just going to do it. And she pretty much did. She just rolled right out of there. She's like, all right, well, this is what's happening. I'll see you. Um, Jane Erso did it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that was very, very Rogue One-ish. Yep. Uh, very, obviously not as impactful. Mm-hmm. She was, they were trying to speed along things in the episode, yeah. but um, very like Jen or so for sure. Maverick did it. <laughs> did he do it? I don't know. I, I'm guessing. Something with Top Gun. Anyway, he seems rebellious um, to me, right? Yeah. I think he, I think he does. Now, and now talking about music, um, did you notice at the end of the episode, the Vader theme plays? Yes, um, mainly because I saw it. Right, <laughs> I right, read it. Right. Um, um, not everyone. I always forget. Not everyone watch it. Watch with subtitles if you can. Oh, it's it completely just, different. It's a completely different episode. You, I didn't notice it first watch. Forth, but yeah, watch it two or three times. You're fine. It, yeah, you, you pick up so much more from it by doing that. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't hear it first because I'm like reeling at smooth, smooth criminal uh, Anakin, and. Uh, then I saw people on Twitter going Anakin's theme. And then there's like arguments about what his lightsaber looks like and whether it is Vader's style of lightsaber or Anakin's style of lightsaber. Cause obviously Obi-Wan took his lightsaber at Mustafar. So that means he doesn't have his lightsaber anymore, which means he would have Darth Vader's lightsaber. And it starts getting into this like long, like screenshotting kind of blurriness yes. of the lightsaber. And it's All like, that. Hey guys, um, I wasn't looking at his belt, man. I was kind of looking at other things. Um, I was taking in the information. It's like when you go to a concert and you're just on your phone. Right. Like I was taking in the environment. I wasn't like trying to pinpoint stuff. But I also think there's little subtle hints of, hey, Vader's theme is at the end. Mm-hmm. We have possible Sith things, which means we're not exactly good there. And I think I think Filoni's purpose was to leave it ambiguous. Yeah. Right. That way we're either falling on one side or the other just like with sabine like we don't know what sabine's going to do right where is sabine falling right mm-hmm. a lot of fallen jedi references here we have a physical falling of ahsoka we have sabine not exactly a jedi but falling to his side Balin. um ba- you know balen sort of fallen anakin fallen you know lots of lots of lots of great thematical i bet you that fell into his lap like oh we're just gonna call it fallen jedi son of a bitch like, it's like brilliant. I mean, everything it about it is brilliant. different things. So it'll, it'll be really smart. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> anything else that you notice that you'd like to bring up? Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Um, I did kind of, so we, you know, we were, I think everyone on the internet was like, Oh, Maroc, it's gotta be like brainwashed Ezra. Yeah, what's up? What's going on there? And it was just like, it basically, I guess a resurrected from Morgan, like inquisitor or something. Yeah. Interesting. Um, definitely, definitely night sister magic for sure. And I, did you I, notice I, that Shin had no idea? Yeah, and I think that's cool too, because like you were mentioning earlier about the just the dynamic and the tension between Morgan and Shin, and just you know, there's that like we'll exist, we'll coexist, but we don't have to like each other type right. dynamic there. And I just think that you know maybe she had no idea too, and then basically she's just fighting with like like a resurrected dude that wasn't ultimately going to help her because it you know. I think I mentioned necromancy. Didn't I mention that one episode where I was like, this is probably just like some necromancy stuff here. I think so. Yeah. Um, that just, you know, like I didn't need it to be anybody, but I needed it to be weird. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was, it was weird. I, I wasn't expecting it. it. That's for sure. No, you know? I'm like, now I got questions like, where did they get the lightsaber? Um, where did they get the helmet? You know, what are all these things? Is it just a flesh wound? I don't know. <laughs> you know there's a lot of things that I got questions about. Yeah. That's good points by you. Um, Let's see what else. No, I think that was all I got. All right, great. Great, great, great. Um, well, that's cool. Good stuff on the noticements. I'm sure there was lots of other things to notice. And 
uh, to go ahead and drop comments if you've noticed something. But we do have to get to our question, and that leads us back to Ask the Chatter. The chatters have spoken. The chatters have answered. The question was, do we think it was a good idea for Sabine to hand over the map? Uh, Luna Girl says, agree. She's a mole. Okay, so we think there's a little trickery. Okay, going on, maybe. Scarif Row, Row from Scarif says, she wants some Ezra honey. <laughs> Didn't answer the question, but we accept. Tina says, yes, I agree. It is absolutely in her character to do what she did. She is playing some long game. Oh, is she thrawning Thrawn? Guess we'll find out. Ambrose says, I disagree from my point of view, but I can see why she did it. It was the only thing that could lead her to Ezra. That certainly seems like the most obvious answer. Like, yep. she needs to see Ezra. This is the only pathway that makes sense. So she's got to roll with the punches. Totally agree. Nicole says, I can see why Sabine is doing it. She's thinking of Ezra. I'm still curious if she'll go to the dark side. Super interesting. Yeah. So what do you think? Do you agree or disagree, Damien, that uh, she made the right call there? I mean, I, I think based off her motivations of finding Ezra, I think she did. But also, I think there was a little bit of manipulation from Balin on that point. Mm. Um, like, she's not strong enough yet to to possibly resist, you know, anything with him and using the force on her so right. i think he manipulated her and you know just kept mentioning that and i that ultimately was just like her oh yeah that's right if i do this this is my only shot to see ezra and mm, even yeah. then yes is it a guarantee i have to cool. i have to take the chance i have to see what's going on here so um yeah i definitely agree it's um makes a hundred percent yeah uh, yeah, unless was, they somehow escaped with the map themselves, like yeah. she didn't have that option. So it was either handed over or just never see Ezra again and, and you know, try and thwart their plan. 100%. And uh, as LG sort of points out, and again, not taking credit for it, I think I saw it on Twitter somewhere. Um, and I tried to find it um, in the episode. I tried to look for this. I didn't quite catch it. So it, maybe it happened in a different episode, but there is totally a picture of Kanan in Hera's cockpit, according to uh, her. So let's just take a look at what that is supposed to look like as we hit present and we do share screen and we do share screen and we do this and we hit that up and there it is right there. Super interesting, kind of blurry, but definitely has some Freddie Prince Jr. vibes about it. So there's a possibility that that is something that actually happened or it's fabricated and somebody photoshopped it in and no one noticed but it would be totally on her to have a picture of him um also how do printed out pictures work in star wars i need to know are there walgreens are there cvs's and walmarts we'll never know the mystery of the star wars universe as we see it today which brings us to our next segment which is way seeking what will the future hold Ooh, it's my favorite part of the show where we get to deliberate, play some tinkle tinkle music, <laughs> and hold in our tinkles for the rest of the show. <laughs> okay, here's what I think is probably going to happen. It seems the most obvious, which means I'll probably be wrong. 
Well, Ahsoka is probably going to spend her time in the WBW. Yep. Uh, it's a different World Wide Web. <laughs> and she will be, the whole episode, reliving moments with Anakin, right? Alice, Clone Wars, Isle of Rebels, whatever. Uh, learning the lesson to finally let go and forgive herself, similar to Obi-Wan. This is stuff that we've seen before, these redemption arcs, whatever. It's going to be the same. People are going to be mad about it, but it's going to be awesome, right? The question will be, you know, as Sabine and others make their way to Peridia, right? They're going to make their way, but it should take all episode. Yeah. Right? It should take all episode. We don't know. We are now, like, hyperspace travel is weird. Sometimes it's a minute. Sometimes it's a 15-minute segment as it's going back and forth. This should be all episode, where they are traveling to Peridia and we're doing some character building of Shin and Sabine, they're chatting, chit-chatting. I don't know what they're saying, but they're doing stuff. And as they arrive at the end, uh, the Chimera hails them, and we get our Thrawn reveal. We get a surprise Ezra reveal, right? And then they think about the world between worlds, and I do believe that it has something to do with time travel, but I do, you know, it, it's probably going to be something like Ahsoka comes out on the other side of this, a changed person, her personality changes, her attitude changes, the character changes. She has a different purpose in life, and that's to get them back home and safe. And now she's got to figure that out because I don't know what she's going to do. There is no map. But, uh, you know, we're definitely going to get a lot of Anakin stuff. We're going to get Sabine and her others, and then we're going to get that that awesome Thrawn reveal at the end. Yes. I don't know what else there could be. I mean, there's I don't think there's anything that could surprise me at this point outside of... Ahsoka hopping on a space whale and is like, let's go, right? And then there they go. Um, but like, what's going on, going on with Hu Yang? I was totally wrong about the New Republic last week. I thought we were done with them. I was wrong. Yeah. Hera was involved. I don't understand how not all the ships were destroyed. Uh, yeah, I, I mean. I don't get it. Um, did, did one X-Wing or two X-Wings Two. I think two banged okay, into so each other. And they blew Carson, two or three. Sure. Yeah, um, two or three. Everyone else was just kind of, I thought everyone else, but Carson. So, okay, it was too. Yeah, no. Um, and that's kind of what, like, that's why I'm thinking, like, this, she goes into the world between worlds before Carson gets to the outer room, which means that maybe time is going to pass. And, like, the next episode, the next time we see her, it's like, I don't know, there's a lower thirds that says one year later. What? You know, and then yeah. that boom catches us up to where Mando is in the timeline. I need answers to the timeline. I know people say, it doesn't matter, just like that. No, I need, I need the, I need to know when things happen. It helps. Yeah. But I, I do believe he is saving all of those answers for later. So I, I will, will, I will yeah. go I along for the ride. Them. Yep. Dame, what kind of wackadaka ideas do you have for the next episode? So, um, just like based off of that Vader theme playing at the end of the episode, uh, you know, I think it's not going to be a pleasant, experience in the world beyond worlds for Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. um i think there's definitely some kind of maybe like sith trickery to it um i i maybe it's not even anakin it's just is someone trying to manipulate ahsoka um or it's her herself so i just think yeah. it's going to be some kind of turn there some kind of twist there where it's not just a you know pleasantries closure hug see you later whatever and then they go on you know they go on their merry way um so i do think there's going to be something to that like i i saw somebody out there was like oh it's probably going to be the emperor i'm like 
where would he even fit in? You can't throw the emperor in here right now. No. It's just no. I well, he's dead. I mean, he's technically stuff. dead, and his <laughs> Sith Eternal are currently building up. Whatever, right. according to Shadow of the Sith, which is a great book, one of my favorite mm -hmm. new canon novels uh, for sure. Um, so, and then the fact that they are showing, so they're showing this in ten movie theaters in the United States. Is ten, that it? Ten movie theaters. That's oh, it. ten actual. It's not theaters. widespread like I thought it was. No, so it's ten theaters in the U.S. We're Philadelphia, one theater, Boston, one theater. So it's very, very small. But they obviously oh. are building. It's supposed to be an event. And then they're doing it overseas as well um, in a bunch of different countries. But like that alone just makes me think, okay, we know Thrawn's coming. Uh, and I think we're going to have two separate reveals. I think we're going to have Thrawn mm. showing up. Uh, we know that's going to be cool. It's going to be a huge moment in the theater, people going nuts, whatever. Um, but I do think we're going to see, um, you know, more of Chopper. I think we're going to see Zeb. And I think we're going to see kind of like the band getting back together a little bit to try and figure this out. And we have like both sides um, almost at full strength, kind of just jetting themselves forward yeah. for the, the last few episodes here. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think like you were saying earlier, Zeb's he's got to show up at some point. And it's not it, exactly like, you know, cheap. Um, but I mean, I, they, there's gotta be some sort of way they make it work. Yeah. And I do think we'll get that um, for a while. I did think we would get Mando, but I just don't think he fits into this, but having Carson show up makes me almost if they push it a year in it head. If they push a year, well, I think we, we save all that for the crossover movie. Yeah. Yeah. At this point. I, and maybe like, you know, Carson is like the, the Nick Fury. <laughs> well, I mean, he is, I mean, think about <laughs> it. Like show up. He's, <laughs> maybe, maybe there's a scene of him post credits of Ahsoka arriving on Navarra saying, we need your help. Mm -hmm. And he's like, come on, kid. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh my god actually that would that just give me chills and i just made that story up by that would myself. be awesome that would be that's, awesome but oh I, yeah god. i think we're gonna see a lot of the rebels crew kind of get back together um and figure out what to do to rescue no. well yeah who's there um but i just yeah i really think we're gonna we can't go the whole show without zeb and i yeah. think that uh you know they're gonna bring him in and i think it would be cool if they're building this up, like we already know Thrawn's coming. We know Anakin is there. Um, I think that there's going to be another surprise that they have up their sleeve for next week that yeah. we weren't What could expecting. they do? Could They've done Ezra, it all. You know? It, I don't even want – it better not be Luke. Like I don't I don't want it to be. I need it to no, be something so crazy. I need I, I think Ezra too because I, I think that would make sense. Like so far we've seen him in, you know, just like the pre-recorded hologram form. But, uh, you know, like – it would be what cool if, if they stretch that out even longer. I mean, it's just they have so many potential things they could do here. But uh, yeah, I'm just I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with this. But I do think that there's going to be very um, it's going to be very dark, especially yeah. the parts with Ahsoka reconnecting with Anakin. It's yeah. going to be some pretty heavy stuff there. So I'm really excited because they're both great actors and to see them do this in live action. I mean, obviously, different voice actor, uh, you know rosario dawson wasn't <laughs> voicing ahsoka um but it would just be it's gonna be so cool to see that and to hopefully see some flashbacks from their animated moments and everything else i think it's gonna be really cool um and then also you know they're gonna need as much backup as they possibly can so uh, i think dengar is finally gonna get the call he's probably chilling in a back to tank somewhere of and of course he's just gonna you know throw some uh, wraps on his head grab a gun and head out 
Yeah. Why else would they have this in movie theaters if Dengar well, wasn't going to show of up? Of course, yet? of course. I mean, are we all getting head wraps? Right? <laughs> We're all doing it, right? Um, what if they throw out an Uno reverse card on us, right? <laughs> like the soccer player. <laughs> and the whole episode is actually Thrawn and Ezra. That would be awesome. Flashing to Ahsoka in WBW, and then at the end, the Ring of Scion showing up. Oh. What do I you mean, think that's of what, that? That's, that's what we want, right? Wow. It, you know, could you imagine I, the first scene? It's just him, Thrawn. We finally we, found him. And it's Ezra. Thrawn and Ezra. Like, oh, my and, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> what if he throw, flips the script? Like, we're not even going to have it about Sabine, Shin, and Balin. Like, it's just going to be Thrawn and Ezra, and they're like besties, and they're like, they're doing something and i don't know it's it's going to be pretty i don't know what it is but that would I'm, be great because i'm think looking we, forward to it no one's expecting that no no, no one's, one's expecting, expecting that just the end reveal the big reveal oh he walks up oh my god throwing credits and then and ezra it. sees sabine and is like sabine cut oh yeah that okay awesome. that okay i'm excited we're 22 hours we're 22 hours away from the episode. Oh, man. Let's finish this episode up. Let's finish our episode up, of course, with our one-sentence summaries. Then we'll let everybody go. Fire away, Dame. You have something to tell us that will uh, lovely uh, summarize this. Go for it. Yep. Um, so, breaking news, this just Shin. Ooh. Uh, Lucasfilm is Lucasfilm is actually going to do a major uh, character rehaul of Maroc. They're going to remove the M, the A, and the R and add two C's, two C's to his name uh, because that character was a total crock. And in unrelated news, Balin will now be spelled B-A-E-L-A-N from here on out. Mm. I love it because Balin is a daddy. Yes, That's he is. Right. Yes, he is. That was that was a, that was a complicated one for you. <laughs> well, let me decomplicate it for everybody because the only thing we need to know now that's what I call Star Wars. My goodness gracious. It's literally that's what now that's what I call Star Wars. A volume. little volume uh, 69. Um, that was a little uh, now that's what I call podcasting, right? That's about back to episode one Phantom Menace. Um, that's good stuff. And as we wrap up the show, I just want to say thank you to everyone for joining us for this discussion of Ahsoka. As always, if you are watching the live or watching this after the fact, you better hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, drop a comment after the fact, and interact with us on socials. You can find us. You know what to do. Do the homework. Uh, for other content, check out bio.link forward slash backslash extra techie, whatever it is. And for more nerdy content, head on over to bio.link forward slash red five. We want to shout out everybody in the chat right now. We got Tina, Nicole, 
LG Ambrose, uh, the Scuttle Daddy, made an appearance just for a moment or two, and I think I caught everybody. Science Fictionary made an appearance. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Damien, I appreciate you joining us. Thanks for coming in on late notice and making it happen. Another showdown, part four in the books. Are you ready for part five? Better believe it. We'll see you on the other side. We're going to report back live. Maybe at the theater, a little Instagram live. I don't know. Stay tuned. See you later.